Welcome to Bible Chicks, women who are normally just as is, but we're at our supernatural best when we choose to read, believe, and live out God's Word, whatever's going on in our lives. So get ready to laugh with us and be blessed as you hear our unique stories and inspiring music. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be good. Reading, believing, living His Word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we've heard. Loving and growing and hoping our faith is showing. Don't you know we're Bible chicks? Hi, I'm Carol Brewer, and I'm so glad you were able to join us today. We have an incredible guest, Angela Alexander, and she is known for her wonderful testimony that has been made into a documentary film called Miracles in Action. You might also be interested to know that Angela has some famous and a famous aunt and uncle, Billy Davis Jr. and Marilyn McCoo from the Fifth Dimension. So Angela comes from a great musical family as well, so she's a, an appreciator for sure. I'm going to go to a song right now. It's from Psalms 9 and Psalm 92, an incredible praise message from the Old Testament called O Most High, and we'll be right back with Angela.
What a joy to sing praise to the name of Jesus, to our Father God, to O Most High. I'm privileged today to share a wonderful story with you, to share it, bring our guest on board, who is Angela Alexander. And Angela, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you for having me. I love being here. Just being on your show, so this is great. Yeah, you know, and we've known each other for several years. We were roomies at a conference in Nashville, weren't we, several years ago? Yes, and Christian Women in Media. We, and we, my goodness, in Orange County. And so we've been connected for several years, and so it's really neat to know you in a personal way. I, I can just attest that you're a joy. I love how you get up in the morning and start praising with <laughs> praise worship music already going, and you just, you're just a... Uh, energy power girl, and I love that about you. So, I love music, just like you. I know, I know, we do, we have that in common. So, we're here to hear your story, and you know, it goes back to the beginning for so many of us. When did you come to know the Lord? How did that happen, that wonderful day? You know, I don't even remember because I was born, you know, going to church. So, But I'd love to share with you my back to Jesus moment, because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of us, you know, we have a you know, we, we we were born in church, and um, and then we kind of stray away in our twenties, and then we have a back to Jesus moment. And for me, my husband and I, we were stationed in Germany. He was active duty in the army, and I was Air Force. And at the age of twenty-four years old, he woke up one morning and couldn't talk. A blood vessel had erupted in his brain, and immediately the doctor was like, "If your husband survives this." surgery. He could have amnesia. He could have a different personality, but he'll never be the man you married last year. Mm-hmm. And truly, Carol, this was my back to Jesus moment. I said, God, if you save my husband, I will praise your name forever. And I'm telling you, and I would have praised his name regardless, but you know how we make those. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. Out of desperation, right, Lord? Out of Lord? desperation, yes. you know? So, mm-hmm. um, and, and they evacuated us from Germany, sent us to Waltery Hospital in Washington, D.C., where my husband had an 18-hour brain surgery. And he was in the hospital for eight months, the second year of our marriage, because when his aneurysm erupted, immediately he could no longer read, he could not write, he could not talk, and he didn't know the alphabet anymore. And it took a long time for his recovery through physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, three days a week. So um, that was my back to Jesus moment. And I'm telling you, I I just praise God forever for just um, being so true to his word and just being my strength. Totally, I could not be here. And my husband definitely wouldn't be here um, without this God being a source of our strength. Wow, so that was supernatural for you to see his recovery and get your husband back? Yeah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Yes. So, and then, okay, you were Air Force and he was Army. Yeah, (laughs) I was thinking that. (laughs) We had our Army Air Force comparison jokes. (laughs) Did you? Oh my gosh. So, and then how you got stationed in Japan. And then, yeah. Go ahead. So when did that happen? I was a reservist. I was a reservist in the Air Force. So as a reservist, we work one week in a month and two weeks out of the year. So for my two weeks annual tour, I would go, I went all over the world, Korea, Germany, Philippines, Alaska, Korea. So for two weeks stay, uh, my husband was active duty in the Army, but I was a reservist. 
okay. in the Air Force. And then was he yeah. stationed back in the States, and did you do remotes, or did you? how did that work? Did you go together? We When we were in Germany, I went on inactive status, so I got out for a while while we were in Germany. And then we came, when we came back under his medical conditions, I stayed out for a while to just help him recuperate. Mm-hmm. And then as he started to progress and regain his independence and cognitive skills, I went back into the Air Force as a reservist. Wow. So then, okay, so then where did going to Japan come into this uh, timeline? Yes, well, I went to Japan, um, the, the reason why I wrote my testimony, April 1st, 2000, while I was in Japan on military duty, my husband and our four children were driving down the highway here in Southern California, and a car cut them off. And our truck hit the center divider, and the point impact, all four were knocked unconscious. And then our truck went back across that highway and fell 25 feet below and landed upside down on top of two other parked vehicles with people inside those cars. Okay, so this was not in Japan. This, this, was, um, this was in Southern California. Were you there yes. with them? I was in Japan on military duty, and my family was in Southern California. Okay, your husband there. and your four children. Exactly, because okay. I was just in Japan on my two-week annual tour during my military duty. I see. And then my family was here. And then how did you get that news, or who called you? They were all in the hospital. Well, we go ahead. Tell this and, compelling and, story that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I caught the 25 feet off the highway landed upside down, and what happened was... Um, the police, when the police and firefighters all came to the site, they saw a father and four children. They ran up to my daughter, Angela, who was in and out of consciousness. And they said, where's your mother? Where's your mother? And she said, all days, my mama's in Japan. Well, the officer just thought she hit her head way too hard, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and was delirious and didn't believe anything she said. So they retrieved my address from my husband's driver's license and came to my home. And I wasn't there. And and so my neighbor told the officer that I was in Japan. So they did a worldwide search and found me. And I was working with a group of people. Um, and Lieutenant Mavecchi came up to me and says, Alexander, I need to speak with you. And immediately my guards went up because it was April Fool's weekend. And I didn't want to be the joke of the day. April Fool's Day, can you imagine? And mm-hmm. so we just started walking and talking about nothing. And we ended up at the door of the small office. And inside was a man who was introduced as a priest and another lady from my unit. And the priest was shaking, nervously holding his paperwork from the Red Cross. And he said, Angela, your family has been in a car accident. And from the looks on their faces, I knew this was no April Fool's joke. And he started to tell me that your husband, he, he's in the hospital, but he's okay. Your daughter, Angela, she's in the hospital, but she's okay. Your daughter, Angelina, she's in the hospital, but she's okay. But your two eight-year-old sons, Maurice and Roger, they didn't make it. And I'm telling you, Carol, it was like as if no one else was in the room but God and me. Mm -hmm. And I recall the prayer my children said before going to bed. Now I lay me down to sleep. You know that prayer? I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And I don't know, it felt as if, or maybe because I needed to hear from my son so badly, it felt as if I heard them say, 
No, mommy, that priest is wrong. We prayed the Lord our soul to take. We did make it. We're here with Jesus. Yes. And I'm telling you, God was sending me so much love and so much peace. There was no room for pain. Mm. And it was wow. so funny. The people in the room, they were just watching and waiting for my world to turn upside down. But instead, they witnessed my world still in alignment with the one we call our Heavenly Father, the Almighty God. And I'm telling you... I had never felt that kind of peace ever in my life. We all read that verse and heard that, you know, that peace surpasses your understanding. Yes. Well, I never experienced that peace until that moment. It was truly beyond my understanding. Because if you had asked me the day before, girl, what would you do if something happened to your children? I clearly remember stating, if anything happened to my children, you have to lock me up, hook up the IV, I'm through. Mm-hmm. And then when it happened, I couldn't believe how at peace I was. Supernatural peace. It's way beyond my understanding. Yes. And your, your sons were twins, is that right? Well, a lot of people think that because they were both eight years old, but um, out of my four children, two are biological and two are foster. Okay, so Maurice yes. and Roger are their names. Yeah, and- so Maurice, yeah, Maurice was my biological child and Roger, Roger was my foster child, but you couldn't tell him that, any of them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. tell me about the letters you found. So, so since then I've written my autobiography titled Miracles in Action, and it's titled that because although Maurice and Roger passed instantly at the scene, God allowed both of them to write and leave behind these incredible goodbye letters. Mm. Maurice didn't know about Roger's letter, and Roger certainly didn't know about Maurice's letter. They individually listened to the Holy Spirit and obeyed. And God gave me what I needed to stay here and praise His holy name. And while I was writing the memorial program, that's when God said, Angela, their letters written to soothe your soul were more important to share. And both of them wrote their letters at school, actually. Maurice was in the third grade, eight years old. He had a math test about a month before the car crash. And he finished early, received his A. And he had to be quiet while his classmates completed their test. And in that quiet time, he wrote this letter. Now, he never wrote, he never written my husband and I a letter before. And he ran in the house in school the afternoon and shouted, Mommy, Mommy, Daddy, Dad, I wrote your letter, I wrote your letter. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean you wrote us a letter? Where are you going? And he said, nowhere, Mommy, I just love you. Mm-hmm. And he wrote three pages, not only expressing that he loved us, but explaining why he loved us. And at the end of all three pages, he said, bye-bye. And this was B-Y dash B-Y, not B-Y-E, so it's the by and by as, you know, mm-hmm. with each other in. And I'm telling you, and then the um, Roger, the Thursday before their double memorial service, I was praying in my kitchen. I said, dear God, thank you so much for Maurice's letters. Truly the reason I can stand here right now. But I need to know that Roger was also at peace. And that evening, and God told me to search and I was like, search. And I searched my house for over three hours that afternoon and didn't know what I was looking for, but I didn't find anything that gave me the peace that I had prayed for. And that afternoon, as only as God can create it, as only as God can orchestrate it, that afternoon was open house at my children's elementary school, and all four were, they were in second, third, fourth, and fifth grade. And my girls who survived, they needed some normalcy in their life, and their friends on the block was going to open house. I said, you know what, we're going to go as well. And we went to all their classes, and we finally made it to Roger's second grade class. And I asked um, his teacher, what did my son do for open house? And two weeks before the car crash, Mrs. Heblatsy had given all her second graders all kind of arts and craft supplies and said, do something for open house. Your parents are coming with no other instructions. 
Well, God designed this opportunity for Roger to leave his goodbye letter. Mm-hmm. And Roger had cut out the shape of a house with closed doors. And I took his project off the wall and I opened it up and he said, Mommy, I have a big backyard and a big house. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop right there, because we actually do have the smallest backyard on the block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to realize when he wrote this, he was in transition mode. Yes. He's referring by his heavenly home. Well, he mm-hmm. does have a big backyard, and he does have a big house. And I'm telling you, it reminds me of Scripture um, in John 14, 2 and 3, where it says, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, and I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And I'm telling you, that scripture, that, so that is truly the scripture that I'm able to say all is well with my soul. Yes. All is well, because I know Jesus himself personally has escorted my sons to our Heavenly Father. Praise God, they are in heaven now. No more pain, no more sorrow. And Angela, God has used this incredible story, and we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to hear about all that God is doing in your life right now to continue sharing this story, this victory story. So we'll be right back looking forward to it. Attention event planners, Carol Brewer brings both the message and the music as she presents the King and I Women's Retreat. You'll deepen your walk with Jesus as you discover the heart-healing truths that establish your real identity as an heiress in His kingdom. Be refreshed and reassured in His presence and delight in singing His praises. Carol works closely with each event planner, ensuring a successful, life-transforming weekend away. Learn more at BibleChicks.com. Reading, believing, living His Word Don't you know we're Bible Chicks? Hi, I'm Carol Brewer, and we're back with Angela Alexander. In listening to her incredible story and uh, being made into a film and uh, a book first called Miracles in Action. And Angela, how did you move from grieving over your son's loss, the loss of both of your sons, Maurice and Roger? How did you move from that to becoming an author and speaker? I know it's like my t- it went from a test to a testimony to a book to a documentary film, and it happened while. Well, well I tell you what, I didn't I didn't come eagerly. This <laughs> is yeah. not something that I desired to do. Um, when I was writing my son's memorial program, God told me that their letters were written to soothe my soul, but more important to share. And immediately, I was like, "Oh no, God, I'm not an artist, and I'm definitely not a public speaker. I'm not going to talk about this." Every time mm-hmm. somebody asked me, it was hard enough living this. Now yeah. I don't want to talk about it. And I'm telling you, for six months, I walked in disobedience, and I gave God a laundry list of why I couldn't. Well, you know, because you you had that supernatural peace that passes all understanding then, but we leak, don't we? You know, it doesn't. We we, that's why we have to go get, keep getting filled, keep going back to the Lord for filling. Yes, I didn't want to have to keep reliving it. You know, because when I speak, I, I leave everything on the stage, and I'm I'm right back in that second grade classroom over and mm. over and over again. And you know, all eyeballs on you. And I was like, God, I don't want to do that. I've seen people, you know, bear their heart on the stage and share their testimonies. And I said, No, that's not me. And 
six months, I, I, I during that time I could hardly eat, I couldn't hardly sleep, I was uncomfortable. You know how you, we all know that feeling when you know, and mm-hmm. trying to negotiate with God for a different assignment, and He wasn't budging, I wasn't budging, and finally, when I couldn't take it anymore, I woke up one morning and I said, I surrender all. God, use me as you choose to. And I sat down on my computer and I started writing and I wrote for two years. I didn't even even know how my story was going to get out from uh, from the computer. I didn't even know. And then I just asked God to just bring people into my life to help me take take his testimony where he had designed it to go. And people just started walking into my life, and don't do this, don't do that. And God also and at that time, God also gave me a vision of a movie. It's because he says, you know, a lot of people are not going to read a book. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah. so, right. And so um, last year, just last year, I was sharing my testimony at this conference called Christian Women Who Rock. And because it was a women's conference, we didn't want, well, the women was in the title. We didn't want the men to feel excluded. So we had a men's panel. And on the men's panel was a producer. And can you imagine a room full of authors and speakers? He said he's a producer. He was mm-hmm. swamped after that panel was over with. And because he was so crowded and I was, and I was on, um, I was, and I was speaking there, all I was able to do was give him my brochure. Uh-huh. And I did that. And the next day he emailed me, he says, Angela, this testimony is absolutely fascinating. I'd love to talk to you about turning your book into a documentary film. And again, that scared me because, you know, when God gave me vision of a movie, I was, you know, in my, in my mind, you know, I was visualizing me just sitting back and watching these actors act, you know, act it out. Right. But a documentary, that's me and my family, that's the real people on screen. And so, um, I just walked in dis- dis- I, I, I was like three days, and I just said, okay, I, I'm not going to walk in disobedience for six months. I'm not going to do that again. So I right. surrendered very quickly. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. I called him and said, let's do this. And we filmed over last summer, and we had the premiere um, early, a few months ago. Well, how are your um, husband and daughters doing? I mean, are they enjoying this process? And, you know, how is that, how is that contributing to their healing as well? They are, they are. It was, you know, going through and listening to my testimony and going through the process of the documentary film, it brings things up, but it shows all of us how far we've come mm-hmm. from, because it's been 15 years. My son's passed away on April Fool's Day, 2000, and to where we are right now, and especially my husband, because my husband, right before the car crash, he was about 90% back from his um, cognitive skills from his aneurysm. And when our car fell 25 feet, he lost everything all over again. His speech, his cognitive skills, everything, he had a concussion. And so, so and now 15 years has passed, and so we just see the growth and how he bounced back again. He's not, as, he's not you know, as far back as he was um, for the, from, the, from the aneurysm originally, but he's, hey, he's alive, he's healthy, he still has his sense of humor, I love him, and, you know, God, you know, you know kept him for me, so Amen. I am forever grateful, yes. I am forever grateful. Yes, fantastic. I mean, you know, it, um, praise God for your, uh, your, you know, the love that you have between you and how strong that is, and for God's love the ultimate love huh, between both of you so that you share that and and that you're keeping your eyes so focused on the Lord through all of this. And 
these trials and challenges. But as you were working on this documentary, you know, what, what kind of funny things happened with your family or what, what were some of the reactions of, of just that extra work that you were going through to do that? Because it is a lot of work. And a it challenge. is a lot of work. Yeah, just getting you know, we we went to Washington State. I had family up there because this is a family testimony. It's, it's the documentary is not only about my son's passing away. It encompasses a whole lot of other testimonies, um, some other things that happened in my past that prepared me for this day. Some other t- challenges and things that my entire family went through. Um, to help build my strength up, I'd like to say, you know, April 1st, 2000 was the day my faith was revealed, not built. So um, just going through the just going through the documentary with my family, I mean, it was fun. It was a family reunion almost, um, and it, we just had a good time and a lot of breakthroughs for us as individuals and as a family unit. So it was a good healing process. Where did you do the shooting? We filmed... Um, here in California and in Seattle, Washington, where I was living prior to here. Before I moved to California, I was living in Seattle, and I still have family there. So we went up there, and uh, we filmed there as well. Yes. And so what's happening now? You're, you're getting different screenings in, in theaters, and uh, where is this documentary? How can we see it? You can go on my website uh, at miraclesinactionfilm.com and order the DVD. I'm also looking for different churches to hold screenings or different conferences or retreats to hold screenings of the documentary. Um, and we, um, we just got distribution, so Fantastic. we'll be out there more. Yes. Praise God. Where is your book available? How can we get that? Again, you can go on my website, miraclesinaction.com, M-I-R-A-C-L-E-S-I-N-A-C-T-I-O-N, Miracles in Action Film, and miraclesinaction.com. Fantastic. And what organizations then, Angela, are you speaking for? What type? I speak at different churches, retreats, conference, book clubs, women's fellowships, you know, whoever allowed me to come in and, you know, praise His holy name. That's what I'll do. Fantastic. And, you know, as we're um, getting ready to, you know, just finish this uh, interview that we have, this conversation, I would just love for you to be able to share your heart with the listeners. You know, what is what is... Um, on your heart today as you're thinking about all that you've been through in the last 15 years, how God has brought you through, His strength, His power, will you just share your heart with our listeners right now and with a prayer and maybe another scripture, however the Lord is leading you. I appreciate you sharing so much. You know, the scripture that um, that really I stand on and my family stand on and we continue to stand on is Romans 8.28. All things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. Every single thing that, you know, the car crash, that my husband's brain aneurysm, everything, we're going to use it to give God the glory. And I just want to thank God, you know, dear Heavenly Father, we love you just because of who you are. I boldly come before you to thank you for this wonderful opportunity to publicly praise your holy name. Thank you for opening the doors for Curl to bring your message and blessings to the masses through testimonies and through music, dear Heavenly Father. You have done so much for us. Please continue to lift us in your lift lift us up in, in our time of need. You are the source of our strength, Lord. We can do nothing without you. However, we know that all things are possible through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. 
Lord, I just ask you for a special request for those who are hurting, those hurting hearts who are grieving, dear Heavenly Father, not only grieving the passing of their loved ones, but grieving for their marriages, their health, their wealth, their dreams, and even their expectations, dear God. Father God, mend their broken hearts, turn their pain into power, and their grief into peace. And we ask this in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Angela Alexander, my dear friend, and God is using you in such a powerful way, you and your family, promoting the film Miracles in Action so we can people can see your testimony, how powerful God is, and then apply that to their own lives. I just praise you for that. I praise God for that, using you that way. And I want to thank you listeners for joining us again. If you'd like to find out more, please go to BibleChicks.com. You can hear archived shows and see our other extraordinary guests that we've had on. Also, please like us at Facebook.com, and then that's at Bible Chicks with Carol on Facebook. So remember that in Him we live, move, and have our being. God bless you, and have a great day. Reading, believing, Living His Word Praying, never receiving All the truth that we've heard Loving and growing And hoping our faith is showing Don't you know